I'm Stuart Sheldon. My name's Ron Rothberg. 30 years ago, I was on Wall Street. I was the youngest vice president at my fancy company, but that's not what I wanted to do. After spending nearly 25 years in media, I knew things were changing, both in the industry and inside me. Swan Dive shares the powerful stories of those who had the clarity and backbone to make a major life pivot to their vision. I took a swan dive. I have been an artist ever since, and it's the best choice I ever made. Getting closer to who you really are. That's swan dive. Renowned artist Hank Willis Thomas admits he's not good at a lot of things, which probably explains how he was able to create the collaborative platform for Freedoms, the definitive art activist movement of our times. Because like I've, I've actually attempted to like match up to so many other people and always fallen short, I actually believe that's actually been my greatest gift and my greatest talent is that I cannot do it, yet I can make it work. Right, and I don't have the illusion that many have that I could do it by myself because most cases, and no one can do it by themselves, right? We can't do this alone. We need you to hit play on an all-new Wide Awake episode of Swan Dive. From the mobile Peacock and Park Studios somewhere on the road of life, this is another episode of Swan Dive. I'm Ron Rothberg, and in Costa Rica, it is Stuart Sheldon. Stu, hello. I am saying greetings to you, my friend, from outside of Missoula, Montana. Nice. Wow. Maybe you win. I mean, I'm in (laughs) Central America, but uh, Montana sounds extraordinary, and uh, I'm glad to hear you're back in the South. Yeah, we got back into uh, Teddy, our RV. Uh, all of our problems were worked out. Had a nice hike today. I, I just was in the middle of the woods taking in the Kootenai Creek, which is right down from where we're staying. And it was so magnificent living this Montana postcard. And um, I kind of just felt like being right where I was was exactly where I needed to be. And uh, it was so good to be back on the road. So, And I'm so excited uh, for our guest today uh, in the Swan Dive Green Room right now. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm wearing a a hat called that says joy on it. And that's no accident because our guest today is Hank Willis Thomas, who's a friend and a magnificent artist, a gentleman, a very, very kind hearted soul that I admire. Um, And he really, his practice and his life and his being are about in igniting joy in others and in society. <laughs> My friend, we all need a little more joy right now. Well, give me the honors, please, of introducing Hank Willis Thomas. Hank is one of the most consequential artists of this moment. Clear and incisive, his work is exhilarating to stand in front of and proves time and time again that he has accessed his better angels. Hank co-founded Four Freedoms and The Wide Awakes, pioneering a new platform of collaborative, creative engagement and activism. His work is included in numerous public collections, including the MoMA, the Guggenheim, the Whitney, the National Gallery in D.C., and many others. Welcome to Swan Dive. Thank you so much. It's really great to be here with you guys. Right on. So we're going to start out um, light and easy with a few rapid fire questions just to break the ice and get this thing moving. So first of all, what's your favorite fruit? My favorite fruit. Wow. Um, I'm going out on a limb right now. I'm just going to say guava. Oh, now you're talking my language. Favorite pizza topping. Hmm. Well, it has to be. 
pepperoni, but I'm not really eating meat right now. So thanks for that. Okay. I'm going to take pepperoni because it's that's my favorite too and my wife's. Uh, a place you're excited to travel that you've never been before. Okay. That I've never been before. Brazil. Okay. Boxers or briefs? Boxers. Boxer briefs. <laughs> Very nice. And finally, what's your go-to music when you're making art in the studio? Hmm. I guess I would say Nina Simone. Nice. Mm. Nice. Well, yours is a practice that's very much about the exploration of the idea of truth. Uh, what is it? How do we collectively record it and use or abuse it for good? Or What have you learned about the notion of truth in your explorations? Wow. That's a I see why you start off with some easy ones. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't answer guava again. Well, there's the cliche, the truth is in the eye of the beholder, right? And actually, I think that's one of those cliches that is actually feels about right. You know, what we see and know is true is really what what, what we believe is true is based off of our limited sight, right? So um, this, a lot of us um, don't recognize that seeing is deceiving and believe that because we witnessed or saw something or heard something, um, that therefore whatever we witnessed was the truth. And a lot of my own work has been for 25 years about how this split second of time in the small frame uh, of of life, whether it be in a photograph, whether it be in a film, or even in in, uh, in our daily lives, um, cannot actually encapsulate the totality of truth. And so, I would say I've been on this search for the unattainable for quite some time. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I've I've borne witness to is that you have a very generous and calm aspect. You, you speak softly. Um, I've never seen you, you know, out of sorts and, and, and freaking out. Uh, and you're also about collaboration, you know, and for me, collaboration is just another way of saying showing up for another person. Um, and you really show up for a lot of us, myself included Four freedoms gave me a platform to, to really, you know, say things that I needed to say. And for that, I'm, I'm incredibly thankful, but you seem to, to live by that notion of Ubuntu. I am because we are. Do you agree with that assertion? And can you expand on what collaboration brings to you emotionally in your life and in your work? Uh, well, I, I mean, I, certainly thank you for your collaboration and thank you for your kind of fearless uh, joy and, and your commitment to just like working through it and, and, and speaking and sharing your truths. Um, and, um, with the world as well as um, the generosity and the humility that you bring to the work that you do. Um, and it's been nice to see your work, I think in, in multiple countries. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, my friend. Uh, That's right. And uh, I think, and, and the concept of Ubuntu is pretty um, exciting and also really simple, right? It, it is the ultimate truth. I am because we are. 
um, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here in this moment, right? Our, our lives are made up largely of our ability to share the world together, you know, and that's not just um, in real time, but, you know, in the room that I'm in, in the room that Ron is in, the room that you're in, we're actually all spending time with people who actually spent significant periods of their lives building the spaces that we're in, um, mm -hmm. building, creating the devices that we're actually communicating through. Um, so, and there's so I could go on and on, but like our spirits um, are always connected and intertwined, whether or not we even know it. And that's a really profound thing to recognize that um, actions that I may not even be aware that I'm taking could have an impact on someone else's lives in my life. And my greatest hope is that my actions will have a positive impact. And that really comes back to consciousness. And the more conscious we are and intentional in practice in our communication and also in our way of working and relating to one another, I think the more fruitful the, the relationships are. And that goes back to uh, a romantic relationship, a friendship, a business partnership, and a creative partnership, which I'm sure you all know, <laughs> considering mm -hmm. you, you're kind of, I don't know, at least three out of four. <laughs> mm -hmm. So just internalizing that thought of bringing the band together, you've been successful in collaboration. What does it feel like? What do you internalize when you see that, that the greater good of, of many people who are in the same direction, what does that feel like inside to you? It feels, um, I mean, I don't just saying it. I'm not sure if you felt it. I, I felt like I was in touch with the divine. You know, we are um, all part of a ancestral line and um, that connection we are most aware of when we are, in acknowledgement and in gratitude of mm. um, all of the that so many people made to bring us to a specific point in time. So I get energized and excited. Yeah, and, and I, I did feel it. And I I want to just state somewhat of the obvious, but you know, for those who are not familiar with you or just for in, in the creative space, that you do give an enormous amount and you do spread an enormous, enormous, enormously powerful, warm, and important vibration far, far beyond yourself. Um, and thank you for that. It's the work that you do is magnificent work and it's critical work and you're a gentleman for doing it. And, and I love you for doing it. Um, let's switch gears slightly and jump into your swan dive. What was your swan dive? Say more. Say more. Because I, 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 I don't know if there is one. <laughs> or, oh. It actually kind of yeah. feels like I'm, I'm getting ready for one right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? That, that that could very well be, man. I mean, if, if it it hasn't happened yet, but uh... I mean, just frankly, even hearing where you are, both of you are. <laughs> yeah. Makes me feel. Um, that my swan dive with a capital S has yet to, to begin. 
Mm -hmm. And what do you mean by that? Tell me, explore that for us a little bit, expand on that. Um, I think uh, there's a, a a lot of us after uh, COVID hit and over the course of the pandemic have had a lot of time to reflect uh, on our lives and the choices we make and the constraints that we put on our lives that are, aren't necessary. And um, I, for one, haven't had a home basically for a year and a half. And so I've been kind of with my family a little bit bouncing from place to place to place. And there's a liberation in it. And yet I think I, I imagine my swan dive to be fully conscious and intentional. And I think I'm working up the courage to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, last year also, I mean, I don't know. You give me, you give, I, I would have given you a different answer. <laughs> oh, not, not, not too long ago, but you put me in a really reflective space <laughs> in this day and age. Every time you share air with someone is somewhat of a swan dive. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about like the fact that maybe this is why I'm struggling to answer it. I think my life is a swan dive. Yeah. I think I'm still falling intentionally with, uh, hopefully with grace. (laughs) Are you open Mm -hmm. for those things? I noticed like today I'm, I'm hiking on this trail and there are so many dogs and they're so friendly. and, And we had these micro moments on the trail and the dogs were all sopping wet from being in the Creek and I was just overcome by joy by just being right there next to them. Um, and just those micro moments of passing someone in that, is that those mini swan dives that happen as we let ourselves connect? Yeah. I think also when you, when you realize and actualize your, 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 your freedom, when you self-liberate, um, yeah. and, um, don't try to control life as much as it is embrace, um, the force and, 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 and connect to your, your, your core and let it flow. When you can do that in my experience, um, one of my very dearest friends was, was here with us this week. He left this morning back to Sausalito, California. Um, but he and I are we're talking at great length this week about this idea that I think you're pointing to, Hank, which is this idea of kind of just simplifying things, um, kind of getting out of the pinball machine somewhat and focusing on the fundamentals, wellness, intentionality, mindfulness, the love of those, you know, dearest to you, digging in the dirt. And just back to what the Spanish, you know, what they call sencillo, that real pure simplicity. If that's what you're, what you're feeling now, then perhaps that swan dive is closer than you think. Yeah. So that, that I have that best is yet to come feeling going on right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'll say, I think I would, I would more easily say when it was my last swan dive. (laughs) Okay. 
then I, I went with my swan dive. Uh, my last swan dive really was uh, w- with this Wide Awakes collaboration that we um, we launched last year and is taking various forms, um, which was, I think, for my part, kind of uh, radically and rapidly and fearlessly um, inviting people to be vulnerable, to be generous, to be generative, um, to take the risk of falling into the arms of strangers, Mm. um, doing that myself, and um, projecting fantasies, uh, I mean, into the world about kind of how what kind of energy that we can create together and what the outcomes of that could be. Um, and then seeing kind of, uh, and, and I wouldn't say seeing, allowing the process to take hold, uh, to take shape without my control. That is, and it's been one of the, it's been the singular most rewarding experience in my life. And I am in this process. Part of why I'm reflecting now is because Part of this collaboration is, for me at least, is part of collaborating is knowing when to step up and knowing when to step back. Mm-hmm. Was that difficult, and, or have you learned? Or are you keeping learn? That's something that you keep learning over time. I I struggle more with the presumption that we have that there needs to be a leader or a person in control or in charge in order for the collective to move. And so I think it's hard for me to like, just hold my breath <laughs> when I actually have something to say, but I also, I think that that's a healthy practice. Yeah. And have you been, has that, has, so has your take on that evolved? Are you, are you more willing to s- stand back and let the thing sort of just the hot mind run itself? Is that, are you more comfortable with that now? Well, I've always been a follower. I've always been a collaborative person. I think what's different about the Wide Awakes was is that most of the people who are collaborating are strangers, except to mm. me, right? And so, um, but and so I have no problem ever stepping back. I I I know that learning to trust yourself and to trust strangers is probably the hardest thing any human being can do yeah. and continue to do. And I know that my, or I imagine that my modeling of that makes it easier for people to do. And so mm-hmm. just, and so now I'm just in the space of being like, Oh, I really, I want to keep modeling it, but I also recognize if I'm out there performing that role, it really discourages other people from doing it. Yeah. So it's that it's that part where you just want to like you see people getting excited, getting ready, you just want to push them, but you're like, just mind your business. <laughs> and yet, last year there was a great amount of urgency to the action. Right. So that was that a conflict because it was <laughs> last year was there was urgency all around, red flags, red sirens all over. It seemed like you activated people by stepping back. I think urgency is greater now than it was a year ago. Yeah. Mm. 
Well, we've had the pleasure of having the better part of a dozen or so wide awakes on Swan Dive and, mm-hmm. and, and that, that platform and being a part of it was, was a, as beautiful for us because complete strangers came to this framework and shared their stories that were invariably incredibly inspiring and inspired. And uh, so there again, th- and thank you. <laughs> thank you because yeah. those those waves rippled out and washed yeah. over us and, 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 and cleansed us um really refreshing for yeah for sure um i have had the pleasure of watching you interact with your parents um on stages and in rooms and had the the pleasure of talking with your father who i imagine is the best dressed man in any room he enters um and of course your dynamic (laughs) mom um you grew up in a creative home and your parents are both creators in their own ways. Uh, did you always see a creator's path for yourself? Was that just imminent from day one or is this something that you had to make a choice to pursue? I think I was more running away from responsibility <laughs> as <laughs> I saw it, that I was actually choosing a path and I, <laughs> I, I'm just now putting together the connection between running away from responsibility and the creator's path. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that was uh, I, I, lucky that nice byproducts came from your irresponsibility. Right. Um, like, you know, of course, my version of running away from responsibility is going to grad school, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. For eight years, right. Don't yeah, know, yeah. Exactly don't know what I want to do. Grad school. You know, I, I, I remember Whenever it was, it was about a year and a half ago. And that fact, it was right when, when your show with the um, the jerseys, um, you know, and the quilts, when it was dropping in London. London and you, yeah. yeah, you did that beautiful piece, which um, uh, the Guernica piece, which I think was not in that show. Or was it? In, was that also in that show? No, no, no that was somewhere else. Yeah. But I remember there was a post by Jerry Saltz, who I love, um, Pulitzer Prize winning critic for the New York Magazine, who said... Uh, Hey, Museum of Modern Art, hurry, buy this Grant Hank, this great Hank Willis Thomas Guernica 2017 made entirely of sports jerseys. You got to have this, you big dopes. I'll throw in a hundred bucks. You know we love you, but come on. Mm-hmm. Um, and my point in telling this story is that the art world is so rooting for you, Hank. You're doing such good things on so many levels, and it's so heartfelt. And... um it's really refreshing because there's so much of this space that's intimidating and people are really, really self-absorbed and so forth. And you're 45 years old, you're starting to sell work. You've got some really fine collectors and your pricing is, you know, you're selling at impressive prices. Um, You're pushing boundaries. It appears to the outside world that you're enjoying the fruits of your labors. Do you feel successful? Uh, Authentic answer to that is, I feel successful every time that I, um, that my daughter looks at me and smiles Mm. and I definitely fall for the trap of comparing myself to my friends and, um, feeling like I missed out on opportunities, um, and think of myself as lazy and, um, you know, all of the, all of the kind of ways in which I think many of us fall into self-criticism. 
I was given a gift, I think, from my grandmother of, of really just appreciating what I have, no matter how small or or um, worthless to others it may be. And so I've been, um, I do feel successful. I think the commercial kind of version of success definitely complicates my own appreciation for it because I feel myself being tempted uh, by it to, to measure myself and others by that mm-hmm. while also knowing that, you know, a lot of the more commercially successful people I know are some of the least happy people I know. Yeah. Bingo. Hey, you, yeah. you know, with the, uh, you talked about self doubt in the same sentence as your daughter's smile. Is that the elixir you need to get you down that path? Uh, well, I, I'm still a relatively new father, and what I learned most when I became a parent was that my actions actually do matter, right? That like what I do and what I do not do and how I do them really do have an impact on the world. And like, if not on you know the the in- invisible, definitely on this person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I've been really, um, so (laughs) it's caused me to question some things as well as just, yeah, really embrace, um, that power. Mm. Yeah. Can I tell you right now you're doing it all wrong. (laughs) That's the self as a parent, Stu, you, (laughs) me, everyone, we're doing it all wrong. Just know that and get it out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for that, Ron. However, you're Um, you're welcome. <laughs> Hank, what uh, what do you want? What what do you seek? I really want to be um, a citizen of a world that is intentional and genuine in its pursuits. I want, uh, yeah, I, I think that's the most, the best I can answer that. Yeah. That's a good answer. Um, give us an epic fail in your life in any context. An epic fail, epic fail, just total, total blew it. (laughs) Am I still on the verge of that too? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, Um, that's in the distant past. (laughs) No, whatever. No, truly. I mean, something that you were, you you know, I mean, because we're all about failing fast and failing up around here, you know? So the fails are, are, there's so much to to learn from that. What, what's, what's one that, that you learned from? Well, it's funny because I I remember one of my dearest friends, her name is Kamal Sinclair and one of the wide awakes inspiration collaborators. Um, We've been friends for 25 years and, I one of the things that she held on to from our friendship was I was the first person that she ever met who actually wanted to fail. Hmm. <laughs> and that like I was an artist and I was trying to fail. And she was like, why would anyone try to fail? That's just like the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> and for me, failure is a measure of success. Um and so it's hard for me to like, I know like there's, there's um, probably kind of um, anecdotal notions of, you know, moments of failure that I could 
if I really thought about it, conjure. But they all they always lead to these huge opportunities. And perhaps it's because I was never good at virtually anything. Like I'm not good at cooking. I'm not good at singing. I can't play sports. Um, like I'm just not good at much. I can't draw. I can't paint. You know, <laughs> like I'm just useless when it comes to like anything that's impressive. <laughs> says one of the most important artists living today but um, tell, tell so, us what how so wait, let me just say but because of that because like i've i've actually attempted to like match up to so many other people and always fallen short i actually believe that's actually been my greatest gift and my greatest talent is that i cannot do it yet i can make it work right mm. I, and yeah. i don't have the illusion that many have that i could do it by myself because most cases and no one can do it by themselves right so i've so i think my kind of early life and then continuing um fa- <laughs> coming to terms with failure right. um as was actually is something that in the grand scheme of things is epic and it's so epic that people think i'm joking until they see me try stuff like oh wow he's not joking <laughs> well what when you, were, when you were quote when you were quote unquote trying to fail give us an example of some place where you were trying to fail like what did that look like yeah and that by that time i think i was eight no i was 20 21 right and i think i'd kind of noticed how that kind of worked for me in the past and i was studying photography and, and i was working on a project um, trying to talk about the truth <laughs> and yeah. framing um, uh, how like the the lie that I saw that photography told um, and trying to like display and express and share um, the truth that I understood, which is that um, images lie. Uh, yeah. And I definitely failed at that. But I want to give you guys something that juice. But I'm like, I'm like, what? No, I don't worry about it. I'm like, I'm like, I want to give him something that like it's got headlines on it. <laughs> well, you know, that's funny. Yeah. You go into the self help book, the business section of the bookstore now, and you say uh, failure, how it can help. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's that's huge, man. It's the antith- antithesis of of what people think, and that's what's that's what's so beautiful about your arc and your journey is that you embrace that. And I think what. Where it comes, one of the ways in which I think I, and I can talk about like how I failed in like, I think I failed in a lot of relationships, right? I and mean, that's where I feel like my 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 biggest failures have all been in like friends and loved ones down, and um, not always in like the most dramatic way, but just um, and sometimes, <laughs> but um, I think there was probably a time also back in high school though, um, where I was like, I lied a lot and mm. I, I got that from uh, people who will not be named, but it's a, it was something that I, I was actually, um, pretty good at mm-hmm. and I didn't do it maliciously. I actually did it in the way that a lot of people lie because they wanted to quote unquote, protect certain people mm-hmm. from the truth. So, speak or even in some ways i was manipulated to keep other people's secrets and then became really good at that by studying how they lied um mm. and then at some point like it all kind of came to a head um and 
that was a huge lesson for me uh, because I recognized how much harm I could create unintentionally by not being forthcoming mm-hmm. um, with myself and with others and also how much of my own power and control I gave up uh, by trying to reinforce a fiction. And I think Mm. that's actually what put me on the path that has been so much about truth Mm. decades. Um, Is is that why earlier you said uh, that it's more urgency now because the truth is this even more precious commodity as we go forward? No, actually right now it's because everyone wants to fight like all over the world, right? There's like seething hatred and anger um, in a way that I think is more volatile now than it was um, last year because I think after January 6th, but also with the vaccines, also with, you know, um, Afghanistan, but but also all of the different um, political divides that come up around levels of wokeness or lack of wokeness on whatever side you are, um, that there seems to be like this real energy of like people wanting to be at each other's throats and wanting to, um, whip people into shape, um, or, or else. And I, and I think that this, this need for, for people to earnestly and seriously and, and sophisticated and intentional ways, not only um, create opportunities for people to express joy and love, but to actually do so in a way that's compelling beyond the surface. Yeah. Um, and that's, and, and, and our fear of acknowledging our failures, I, I could definitely spend an hour talking about all my failures. Um, <laughs> I think my, and I'm trying to get one of my biggest failures is self pity. Um, mm. And and the projection of my self pity onto, to, to others. Um, thank you for sharing that. That's, that's, uh, uh, that's a bold thing to share. Thank you. But, but it's not like a thing, like a everyday thing. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm like. But, and so, but, and, but the way that it becomes a failure is that my projections can really damage other people's relationships because the energy that I put out on that, I, then if I'm feeling that bad about myself and I interact with another person unconsciously, I can make them feel my pain right completely unaware and and so the the that's what i see happening actually a lot yeah when i turn on the news when i turn on social media there's so much projection of our own insecurities and our fear and our anger and not barely enough of generosity and love and gratitude yeah well, that, that, you know, uh, this is such a perfect segue because what you've just shared with us is A, the problem, you know, hatred, the, the, the vileness of everyone's position currently, and then B, the solution, which is your practice. Your practice is extremely, extremely about leaning into connectivity, leaning into love, leaning into oneness, calmness. Um, you have this uncanny ability, uh, particularly as a black man, who takes the most infuriating and agonizing subject matter 
and then manages to express ideas about that pain in ways that are both beautiful to look at, incredibly evocative, incredibly clever. If you're nothing at all, Frank, you are Hank, you are so phenomenally clever in the way that you thread the needle between that pain and 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 the beauty. And I'd like to know I'd like to just explore that because you bring this incredible attitude of creative optimism to your practice and it's so needed. It's so nourishing. Um, are you aware that, I mean, that's intentional, obviously, but are, are, you, are you aware of how successful you are typically in doing that? See, now you got me, you got me on a whole failure train. I'm also realizing, you know what I've actually been contemplating is <laughs> you're, you're, you're like untying the knots. Um, uh, <laughs> My greatest failure is that when certain people see me or think about my work, they can only they can they think about pain and anger, right? I've done I don't I, because so much of our work I, is social critique. I see um, it. I see it as, as the opposite. I I see. Well, that I see. Yeah. Well, that's because you're you know you're you. <laughs> <laughs> But what I, but I think that a lot of times, like when I, I like there's you and you've act, I, I'm just going to go, you've seen my soul, <laughs> but you, there is like, you see the, 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 the truth that's really behind the work and you see the totality of it, whereas Correct. certain people only see certain pieces and certain contexts. And sometimes they meet me like, oh, well, you're not so angry. I thought you'd be more like this. Or, you know, some right. people would be, and I, or, and I want to be like, that is, of course, pain and anger and frustration, but I'm also, there is joy and power and uh, embracing community and reflection in, 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 my, in everything that I do. And I think I'm really, where I am, where I'm trying to get to actually in my work is to get to a place that, when, that I can make objects or create experiences consistently that feel the way that some of my collaborators, if not all of them feel at the, well, yeah, the reason that people collaborate with me because they feel loved, they feel seen, they feel accepted, they feel embraced in that. And I want to make art. <laughs> I want to make work that actually has that, that sensation kind of emanating from it. Yeah. Well, you're making it, you know, and then, and, and now that you're pivoting, not, not now, but the, in, in the last years with some very significant public work that really, really is all about what you just described, the unity piece, the 22 foot outstretched bronze arm near the Brooklyn bridge is nothing if not uplifting all power to the people, which I got to watch you dedicate in Miami and it's traveled around a burning man in Philly and what have you. It's just a beautiful homage to, to a beautiful culture. And, and the, the thing that you're doing in Boston coming up for Martin Luther King is just ridiculously beautiful. You. So you're on it, man. Uh, and, and speaking of the large public installations, is that going to be a larger part of the future of your practice? I mean, does that really light you up more and more as you, as you get more into it? I feel, I feel, I feel um, satisfied um, with that practice. It takes five or 10 years right. <laughs> for anything to come <laughs> into reality. And so like, it's not like a, 
you know, you don't wake up like, yeah, it's great. You're just like, I hope people still care by the time this is done. <laughs> I hope my teen children like that sculpture when it, yeah. when it dropped. Right. Exactly. Does that mean you start in um, one place and end in another though? Does that change over, over those four or five years? Do I, I, I definitely wind up changing a lot. Um, but I think it does make, well, you know, another thing that I've really been embracing is each of us is a, every artist, every creative, um, and that includes entrepreneurs, we're actually could also be called profits because mm. everything we do actually exists in the future. Mm, nice. And, and so like, see what you did there. I like that. And so what I really am most excited about is when like when I saw um after the uh, murder of George, George Floyd uh tens of thousands of multi-ethnic multicultural um young people kind of parading and 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 gathering around unity um acknowledging the value and the importance of protecting every life. Mm. Um, I was like, holy smokes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, this is what I came here for. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. So like, yes, that was is. me. Like that literally was like this moment where I was just like, this is why like, when you don't, when you are in doubt and I'm sure, and I, I, I'm sure you guys feedback from the podcast that like, not just participate like that. Yeah. That like, it means something, right? And that you're actually making something that's going to touch someone. And we don't know how long this is going to last, but for all we know, someone 200 years from now might be hearing our voices right now. Yeah. Be affected. That's yeah. Well, the, and be perfectly honest with you, that's the goal here is to create a, you know, a, a, a huge archive over the next several decades, as long as we're both breathing uh, and, and, and share this, the beautiful things that you're sharing with, everyone but and you, that 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 i think can make a dent in the universe in and of itself to have that all collected in one place um but this isn't about us <laughs> um what are you most proud of speaking you're obviously proud of unity as you should be but l- looking back at 45 years what are you most proud of What's one of the things um i am most proud of the relationships that i've been able to maintain over um, <laughs> four decades, um, and then I, I can say with confidence that the overwhelming majority of people who I've engaged with in my life um, have a positive feeling when they think about me. That's not like mm. everyone, <laughs> but I definitely strongly believe um, that I've had a positive impression on the overwhelming majority of people who I've engaged in my life and that is like that's something i've worked really hard at you know? yeah um because you think about the, the the partners that you had in the past uh the best friends you've had in the past um and to to be able to say like i definitely you know even if we're not talking now if i saw them again i strongly believe that they will be as happy to see me as I, I am to see them. Yeah. And that's like, you know, trying to leave everything or everyone better off, better 
off than you left it is like that's like a that's another thing people say you should try to do and uh, knocking on wood <laughs> and not beating my chest <laughs> but i i really hope that i that that's true of me yeah it is mm-hmm. it is awesome. so do that and i think it's really refreshing for you to say it and take ownership of that because it's something to be very proud of it's a beautiful thing it's i mean uh, said, said another way you're a man of 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 good character and when people meet you they they like you mm-hmm. because you're likable you're lovable i'm, I'm lovable uh, thank you <laughs> <laughs> well we're coming down to the end here what we we like to do at the end is if there's anything you'd like to shout out or anyone that you know we're we're welcome to give you that platform i do want to say that folks can find you at hankwillisthomas.com or you can look up the wide awakes or free for freedoms.org plenty of good juicy stuff to to see and learn and become part of but what is there anything that you'd like to end on yeah i want to end on this revelation that i've had um that make that it was really profound when I thought about how long have you all been friends? 58 58 years. Okay. (laughs) Now let's think about that. 58 years. I don't know how many days that is. I don't know how many hours that is. I don't know how many seconds that is, but let's really take a moment to reflect on how 58 years of choices, um, have brought, us to this moment yes sir have like invited me into this into this beautiful relationship to share just an hour um that like the bond that you all have created that has navigated space and time and will continue to um and which gives other people a platform to feel special and to to witness them actually um having revelations um, and, and maybe even growing is like, that is, that's the power of love. That's magic. And God bless you. Mm. Ah, that was awesome. Thank you, my love. friend. Yeah. That's very gracious. And I couldn't agree more. I love my, my brother, Ron, we were babies in diapers in cribs, you know, yeah. <laughs> together, literally. So it's Our nice. parents and, and, know each other. I mean, for God's yeah. sakes, that doesn't happen often. And yeah. it is magic, man. And it, and it is something to cherish. And I appreciate you that, that, that simple gift of just recognition on that level is just a gift as well. Yeah. yeah. So I should say thank you to your parents who also <laughs> given, has given us this gift. That would yeah. be Thanks to yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah we like to say that we have two listeners both our dads so you know everything you've said our fathers will give us a full full accounting of yeah. thank you bart yeah. and bob for, for really <laughs> raising these beautiful men and uh, teaching them how to love and to share love right on man right on well hank willis thomas you are a teacher of how to love and how to share love it's what you do and and the world is better for it so uh really appreciate the time this uh this art collaboration is all about sharing beautiful beautiful journeys like yours and you're you got a long way to go and we're just gonna all stand by and watch the flower continue to open in the flower that you are so thanks for being a part of swan dive hey everyone thank you so much for listening to swan dive if you like what you heard please rate review and share this episode also we are building a new season of swan dive 
So if you or you know someone who has experienced a swan dive in their life, please hit us up and contact us through our website, www.swandive.us.